0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website
1: for details. Welcome in everybody to the Landry Football Podcast Network. It is SEC football and beyond, wrapping up week at nine in the college football schedule. Kind of working around the league. A lot of things going on. Another coaching opening. Big matchups this week, which we're going to get into later in the week. But a lot going on, Uh, certainly uh, Georgia taking care of Florida, Tennessee dominating, uh, Kentucky Ole Miss uh, beating um, A&M, kind of putting them away. South Carolina stumbling as we thought they would uh, potentially against Missouri. Actually, um, better team than Missouri, not a very well-coached team uh, is South Carolina. Arkansas. Um, manages to to finish out the Brian Harson career at Auburn. So several things to get to, a reminder that for more detailed film room breakdowns, go to LandryFootball.com, take advantage of our football season sale today. That is where you want to go to get detailed uh, scouting and coaching information, inside information. Subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network where you can get all of our football shows. Dwan Edwards, Kenny McIntosh, uh, Georgia running game getting on track. Georgia's won five of the last six meetings against Florida. Florida's got a long way to go. Personnel wise, not close to Georgia. Is it so far back from Georgia that this job, maybe, maybe, very, very difficult for Billy Napier to get it to where Georgia's got it? get it better than it is now i absolutely expect that but that's going to be interesting to watch certainly you look at turnarounds You look at tennessee is tennessee where georgia is well this year they might be we're going to find out in just a few days they demolished kentucky moved to eight zero for the first time since 98 they were paced by their defense stepping up i mean holding kentucky to six now you make kentucky one dimension on it's a problem they held Kentucky did 3.25 uh, yards, 2.5 yards per play, and um, Will Levis did not play very well. Dominant performance, a mature performance by this Tennessee team that's having one whale of a season. Quinchon Judkins ran for 205 yards and a touchdown as part of the Ole Miss ground assault and their 31-28 win over AM. Uh, the Rebs are 8-1, have their bye week still alive for the West, but they really are not. They're not going to beat Alabama, I don't think. Um, but uh, 390 yards rushing. Um, and Lane Kiffin was, was quick to point out that uh, they did it against a bunch of five-stars. This AM team have lost four straight games for the first time since 2005. Connor Wegman showed some positive growth there. A lot of, you know, hey, bright side, look out, four touchdowns. It's a bad on Miss defense, first of all. And Connor has a long way to go, and he's not going to progress if he's got to learn a very complex offense that Jimbo currently runs. It's going to be interesting to see what Jimbo does the rest of the way, mainly what he does in this offseason. And is it going to be so bad to potentially – Force Jimbo's ego to be humbled enough to say, you know what, I'm going to make this move. Because, you know, if they would have gone eight and four, I think AM and and Jimbo would have said, we're, we're close, we're close. And he would have resisted any change. It's going to be interesting to see how he handles it. South Carolina, uh, inconsistent. Not very well coached, as I've mentioned. I, I, Missouri, not very well coached in their own right. But I, I just don't see a lot of development with this South Carolina team. I just see some wins. Against some really bad teams, or in a case of Kentucky, a team without Will Levis. Uh, congrats, South Carolina. I mean, go to a bowl game, that's fine. Not very good team. Arkansas, KJ Jefferson's back playing well. Rocket Sanders, one of the better running backs in this league, uh, did a really good job. They handled Auburn uh, handily on the Plains. And uh, snacks, a six game winning streak uh, by Auburn against Arkansas. Think about this. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see going forward. Um, Brian Harson is out at Auburn. You know that by now. Um, where they're gonna go. Let's start there. Um, I'm gonna do a special breakdown of the Auburn situation and who's real candidates or not. Some of the names are for me, which some of it are not. Some of it people are trying to get ahead of it. I'll tell you a little bit about what's going on at Auburn coming up on a special edition of sec football and beyond on the auburn coaching search so we'll get into that and kind of where things may play out uh, gonna be a big time weekend this weekend no question about it you've got not only tennessee traveling to georgia but lsu entertaining alabama in the primetime matchup look that is for the sec east and the sec west alabama um you know, on the road, if they win this, they're in good position. LSU may have a little more challenges, but still probably in a good position to win out. These look clearly like the two best teams in the West. Uh, but Alabama still the favorite. But on the road, can they play better on the road and play a cleaner game? We'll get into that later in the week as we have our, our breakdown shows of the current week's uh, uh, action. South Carolina, uh, again, struggling. Uh Kentucky's really not having the type of year of Mark Stoops very very concerning there um you know so kind of we'll kind of see how things play out let's take a quick look around the league of the teams and kind of how they stack up and how they're kind of grading out what's going on um Vanderbilt has got an opportunity this week they go up against South Carolina uh obviously having a bye uh, they they um they're facing a South Carolina team that that uh, needs a win after an ugly performance against Missouri. So uh, Vanderbilt is more film to kind of iron out some of the things that they need to do. Um, just don't don't really trust this Vanderbilt team to get it done against South Carolina. But we'll get into that more later in the week. Auburn, I got to tell you, the talent level of this Auburn team is not good. When I study them on film, I don't see a lot of players that that are SEC caliber players. That program has slipped from a recruiting standpoint under Gus Malzahn and did not get any better at all under Brian Harson. The positives is that in today's world with the transfer portal, you can flip that pretty quickly while you're trying to build your roster through recruiting, need a good recruiter, but you need somebody that is adaptable as a coach, that's flexible as a coach that can bring in guys because listen, Having three to four years to build a program at Auburn and to maybe win five next year and maybe win seven the second year and maybe get to eight the third year, that ain't going to cut it there. Going to need to flip this pretty quickly. Not all the way to where you're challenging for the SEC West, but you can't be the worst team in the West either. And that's basically what Auburn looks like right now. I'm um, um, again, more on who's a fit and who's not a fit there in my view. Texas AM. look you, you see some positives, but they're not a lot. This is another case where adaptation having a more eclectic and easier to understand um, view of the offensive side is what AM needs to do i thought they have put some things in that showed some signs that they were they've been trying to work with the young quarterback they've got to do more of that and i think they need to look at the offensive staff in particular and say do we have the best guys coaching them if you're going to be an elite program you need to get guys who can recruit and coach and if you can pay a lot of money and AM can and will then why are you settling for some of the guys on that offensive staff that are really not good coaches? They're not good teachers, and the players are not very well developed. They need lots of improvement on that side of the ball, and they need somebody that can bring in more of an adaptable style offense. That's going to work with Jimbo. I think that's something that Jimbo needs to embrace. I'm curious to see whether he's going to to do it or not. Again, probably depends because you know how that is. It's always next year's team, a and always, you know, how good they are, you know, and how good they're going to be, not how good they are. And so if they're able to win a couple of games down the stretch, all, all else is fine. That was a blip. We got it all figured out now. I think sometimes for the betterment, long range of this program, they might need to hit rock bottom. They're not there yet. But if they get to where they don't even qualify for a bowl and they end up with, say, three or four wins, and if you look at their schedule the rest of the way, it's going to be interesting. They've got Florida this week. They'll beat Auburn and UMass. So they're going to have five wins. LSU in Florida, I think beating Florida gets them to six and six and, and might get them to the point where they can sell it. But if they don't play well against LSU and they get beat maybe handily um, against LSU or they stumble against Florida and end up with only, say, five wins, then I think that's kind of the rock bottom that maybe might get Jimbo humbled enough to realize that he's going to make that have to make substantive changes. Um, South Carolina, I I just, I'm not buying it. It's the bad offense. That's been bad all year long. Spencer Rattler is a mess. Um, that guy was poorly evaluated and, you know, Shane brags about how he knew this guy. If you knew this guy and you knew the problems that he had, why did you bring him in? That's just a bad job there. And I just don't really think this team is very good, and yet they're likely going to go to a ball game, and that's great. I just don't think that program is in, in good of a shape, uh, as um, uh, people might think. Missouri, you know, the defense is playing hard, playing pretty well. That's another case where the offense is not being developed. That's a lot of work that needs to get done there. We'll see if they can figure things out. Over uh, at Florida, the defense is really in trouble. Uh, They've given up a ton of points to good teams like LSU and Georgia. That is a good litmus test of kind of where you're not and where you need to go going forward. Losing Brenton Cox is, to me, a bold move and obviously a necessary one because he's a playmaker for them. To get rid of him tells me that he's not fitting the culture of what they want to build there. So we'll see if they can go to a bowl game. Um, they've got a long way to go. I think the AM game is, you know, big for him because if you lose to AM, if you're Florida, it's oh, we're really bad, we can't even beat AM. If you're AM and you can't beat Florida, oh we're bad, we can't even beat Florida. Either one of them are very good. AM looks worse than Florida, which probably makes this a little bit more important for Billy Napier to get it done. But Billy's in his first year, he's got Big changes that he needs to make on the roster. We'll see how it uh, how well he does with that. Arkansas, look, we know what this Arkansas team is. It's Sam Pittman. It's a team that gets better. They're well coached. As long as they're healthy, they're in pretty good shape. Can they get enough depth? Can they get enough defensive playmakers that they can build going forward? Look, they still have a chance to have a pretty good season. I mean, they're five and three, two and three in the league. But if you look overall, um, They've got Liberty, which is going to be a challenge if they can win that game. um, They can beat Ole Miss. They can beat Missouri. Um, That's three more wins potentially. Eight and four is good for them. It's a step back from what they were hoping for from last year. A lot of people were picking Arkansas as the team to look out for in the West behind Alabama. I don't know that they can pull an upset at home against an LSU. They're going to need to do that to get to, um, to nine and three, nine and three would be a phenomenal season. If they ran the table, that would be absolutely phenomenal. I think they need to, to beat Liberty. They need to beat Ole Miss. Um,
0: The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch-ch-chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void. we're prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: If they're able to do that um, and, and beat Missouri, if, if they're able to do that, then they're in a position where the LSU game could be the determining factor in that. Mississippi State is – going to be what they are. This is about what you're going to get out of Mike Leach's teams. I think this is going to be one of the better Mike Leach teams. I think the defense has faltered them. I think the fact that their offense is not adaptable. They don't run the football when pe- defenses invite them to run. It's uh, it, it's, there's no question though that when you start to see Mike Leach are going to throw his team under the bus, it's cause it's never his fault. It's, all the wins are due to his coaching and all the losses are due to dumb players that are scared and are intimidated by Alabama. Well, if they're intimidated because they probably know that they don't have much of a chance to beat Alabama because schematically you get coached in games like that. So we'll see, you know, how Mississippi State can end the season. I still think he's fine. I still think he's a good fit there. But for the folks in Starkville that think that Mike's going to take them to this level and – Oh, look, he can do things. No, he's not. He's not going to do that. He can you know, win eight a year depending on the schedule, a little bit better, a little bit worse, go to ball games. That's about all you get. Kentucky is a program that's been really, really good, really, really consistent. The offensive line is not as good as they've been in, in previous years. They can't control the line of scrimmage. I'm curious to see what they do going forward. Look, this Kentucky team, again, People think and don't appreciate that when Kentucky can go out and win nine games or 10 games, they don't appreciate that. And they should. Instead, they say, oh, boy, look out, gonna go 11 and 1 this year. You realize how many things have to go well for Kentucky to win 10 games? It's just, it's ridiculous. I think Mark has done a really good job, he's got a good quarterback. And it, he just didn't have the offensive line to balance out the the offense this year to be that team that could go back to win a 10 or 11. It's just the way it is. I don't think it's a sign of problems with the program. Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin, look, this Ole Miss team is not really beating a good team yet this year. Um, Kentucky was the closest thing. a maybe the next – I mean, just not really good. Got handled by LSU, played well early. You 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 like the adaptability, and, and we've talked about coaches who can't do it. Lane Kiffin can. They run the football as well as anybody. They understand how to craft an offense to fit the personnel, and he's done a phenomenal job with that. Um, I think he knows that there's a ceiling at Ole Miss. That's why he was active in searching out the LSU, Florida, Oregon, and Miami jobs last year. Uh, there was not the interest reciprocated. Uh, for him, I, I think he feels like there's a ceiling at Ole Miss, and I think in a year like this, they still have a chance to have a pretty good record. They still could go ten and two. Um, it, it's a little bit fool's goal. It's a, it's maybe an eight and fourteen with a ten and two record, but you know that's good at Ole Miss. I mean, who've they beaten? Tulsa, Kentucky. Um, you know they're not going to beat Alabama. I think they can beat Arkansas and they can beat Mississippi State. Will they? Don't know. Is there a really good, good win there? No. But you know, I think Arkansas and Mississippi State would be nice wins. And certainly if they're able to take care of business there, um, you know, that's that that 10 and 2. That's that's phenomenal. Don't see them really having a chance defensively against this Alabama team. LSU, good teams, well-coached teams improve as the season goes along, and that's what we're saying out of LSU. Uh, I don't know that it's good enough to beat Alabama, but I think they'll play well. I think they're going to turn up the heat defensively against this Alabama offensive line that has not played well, did not play well against uh, Mississippi State. Uh, What will LSU be able to do offensively? I think they're going to bring a lot of pressure against LSU's young tackles, but Jaden Daniels running the football, got to be careful of that if you're LSU. This is going to be a fascinating game. They're two touchdown underdog are the Tigers, but I think this game might be a little closer than people might think. And then is Alabama going to play a clean game or are they going to be a mistake prone team like they have been particularly on the road? That's where I'm going with LSU. They gave up 52 points and had 17 penalty against Tennessee. They performed better against Mississippi state defensively because they're facing a Mississippi state offense. that's not nearly as good, not nearly as creative, not nearly as well coached. Um, can Alabama play a cleaner game? That's going to be the key there. For Tennessee, we know what that story has been. Um, tons of points. They fault score 40 points. Any way you look at it, they really are good. This is the first challenge, though. They, When you win, you start to get good. There are different challenges. Every game, the next game becomes the biggest game because it's the next game and you're in it. Step into the world of power, loyalty, Tennessee now goes on the road for the first time to play a really good team. I know is good. I know Tigers, but LSU made a bunch of mistakes. It was 11 a.m. It wasn't. It's different. This is a different animal. You're playing a Georgia team that's really good, really talented, and it has got a lot of answers, and I'm curious to see how Tennessee handles it. I am just as excited to see about this Georgia team that handled Florida very effectively what will they do defensively what's going to be their game plan how many guys do they need to commit in the box to defend tennessee's run game which allows them to play maximum guys in coverage how much pressure can they get on tennessee can they can they crash the mesh point can they put pressure on hooker that nobody's done and then can they take advantage of tennessee's defense Can they move the football? Can they run it? Can they run downhill against Tennessee? Can they uh, effectively run play action? How will they do it? Going to be a fascinating matchup. It's fun of a game in terms of a strategic matchup, as I'm looking forward to. We'll break that game down a little bit more as the week progresses. We'll get into it. Also, again, a reminder. We're going to do something special here probably tomorrow on the Auburn coaching search. So make sure that you check out that on a special edition of SEC Football and Beyond. So, uh, a reminder to sign up for LandryFootball.com, take advantage of the football season sale, get all of our information, all of our inside the film room analysis on the college and NFL scene uh, over there. Also, a reminder to take advantage of getting all of our podcast content on the Landry Football Podcast Network. Subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network. Folks, it's been a lot of fun. I appreciate you joining us. We'll talk to you in the later of the week, and we'll break down these games for you on LandryFootball.com and on the Landry Football Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps)
0: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say.